This is Ace Lybird, and we're bringing to you the Uptown Parlay Recap of the week's events. So here we are now, your host, Ace Lybird. Tell, tell both those fatheads I said they better check it out because I'm on it now. <laughs> I will let them know. I will let them know. <laughs> so what are your questions for this week, Ace? My questions for this week are, how come nobody seems to care that the Minnesota Vikings are 7-1? and one? I think it's predominantly because people don't trust Minnesota. They don't trust their quarterback. They think Kirk Cousins, for some reason, is, is um, if not incompetent, mediocre. And they don't think he has a good leadership handle on the team. I think that's the problem. I don't think it's that he's not a good leader. I think the guys on the team like him. I think it's the fact that, and he also, you know, he leads the team pretty well when they win games, and this new coach is playing to his strengths offensively. It's just that Kirk Cousins has always been statistically good, but actually mediocre in games. He is, he is, I don't want to go too far back because the first person that popped in my head was um, Ken O'Brien from the Jets, but this team is more talented than that because Justin Jefferson is probably one of the five or six best receivers in the NFL. Absolutely. But, but who who he's like he's um he's a better version of the Saints quarterback right now, Andy um Dalton. Is it because he doesn't win in big games? He's never won in big games. He got yeah, lucky but... once where he threw that touchdown pass to Fawn Diggs to ruin the Saints season. And that's kind of it. Yeah, but Andy Dalton is a mediocre quarterback. He and seems Kirk Cousins to... is not. Well, he he seems to be a lousy leader of, of of the team in terms of rallying the people. They don't seem to want to play for Dalton. Cincinnati made the playoffs six years in a row under him, and that's the best they were until they got Joe Burrow. Because as soon as he left, they were really bad for about four straight seasons. And people seem to want to forget that. Well, I, I yeah, but what you call this seven and one? Minnesota seven and one. Yes, and. Um, they seem to have a, a – they could wind up easily 12 and 5. So you think they're going to only – okay. So, yeah, that is pretty impressive. I mean, they have a four-game lead in the division. Uh, they own the division right now, so there you go. Okay. What was the most shocking outcome of the week to you? Uh, there were a few. First of all, Buffalo losing is number one. <laughs> but Buffalo is, is it losing, losing or is it how they lost? Buffalo losing – period, to the Jets is the biggest upset. The Rams losing, is it the Rams losing to... uh, Tampa? Yes. No, it wasn't, yeah, the Rams losing to Tampa. Mm. That was another terrible game. Mm. Green Bay, Green Bay losing to Detroit. Another, I mean, another terrible game. Mm. The Rams uh, are my favorite subject, anti- um, anti-Brady, the Rams allowed that old man who'd been lousy all day to have three good plays and score a touchdown. Incredible. But I think in that order, it would be the Buffalo losing, the Rams losing, and Green Bay losing. Okay. Do the Raiders need to fire their head coach? The Raiders have and have always had a personality problem. They've been playing off their bad boy attitude for 30 years, and it just doesn't work anymore. You either have to, you have to develop a personality. 
there's no there's no bad boy personality anymore. You have to play bully ball like Baltimore or finesse ball like KC, but you have to have a something. And they're neither. I don't you know think, what kind of ball they play. You think Baltimore plays bully ball? Well, when I say bully ball, they play physical. Yeah, like tennis. Well, when I think of that, I think of Tennessee. Like Tennessee, yes. Because all team... Tennessee can do is run the ball, and we're going to play defense because we don't have any receivers. We're not going to. We're not willing to pay anyone any money to play receivers, so we're just going to keep running it with the Derrick Henry guy. But there are teams that play hard and play physical. Hmm. Oakland, Oakland. I'm sorry, Las no, Vegas. No. Does call them Oakland. It's okay. Yeah, well, see, I love Vegas. That's why I don't want to call them Vegas. But um, <laughs> Oakland. Oakland has no identity. They don't play finesse like like um, like Arizona or or even Minnesota, or even um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. or Kansas City, mm-hmm. and they don't play strong ball. So what do they play? Mm. And so I don't know. I don't know if it's a coach issue or a culture issue. I maybe they're like the Knicks. Maybe as long as they have that owner, they'll never be great again. I well, don't they're know. Always going to have that owner. Mark Mark Davis isn't going anywhere. I agree. So therefore, maybe the team will never go anywhere. They're gonna have to bury him in that stadium. Like the team, then the team will never go anywhere. Do they still have? They do still have a bunch of fans. Like people showed up because they made the playoffs last year. Of course, people are Although always. I wish they would have tied that last regular season game because they, there was no reason for them to go out and try to beat the Chargers because them beating the Chargers allowed some sorry team to get into the playoffs. I forgot who. Oh. It was Big Ben. It allowed Big Ben to get into the playoffs because mm-hmm. they had the tie. Oakland will always have fans. It's a two. First of all, the people in Oakland, they they don't have a team anymore. The Athletics are looking to move. The are Warriors, been, yeah, the Warriors have moved already. The Oakland, where are the Oakland Athletics gonna go? They're gonna they're gonna find Vancouver? they're gonna build they're gonna build a stadium probably down in San Jose. But then they wouldn't be the Oakland Athletics. No. And they'd but be then, too you close know, to the San Francisco Giants. They'll be the Golden State um, Athletics. That is so lame. So, but but Oakland is a two-hour flight, an hour and a half flight from Vegas. Mm-hmm. So it gives people another excuse to go to Vegas. And I I suspect, being a former Vegas relocatee, that the people going to the football games in Vegas, I think they're all visitors. I'm not so sure that they're all natives. You know who has a problem selling tickets to home fans even after winning the Super Bowl? The Rams. To home games? Yeah. When they played San Francisco and 49ers, half the stadium was Niners fans. Wow. And the Niners are bad. You understand? Like they're they're five and four. So they're technically not even in the playoffs yet. But if you live in California, you can go to any game. You can go to well, you can't you can go to the Chargers, you can go to the Rams, you can go to Oakland. Not Oakland. You can go back to San Francisco. There, it, you could drive to either one of these places in a relatively short space of time. It's five hours. They're California's fans. Got it. So they're all basically in the same state. So that's how. Okay. Yeah. The most impressive win of the week, in your opinion. The most impressive win. Mm-hmm. For me, it would have to be Miami. Really? Coming back. Oh. Yeah, coming back against Chicago. Chicago is a is is one of those teams that play strong. They play hard. They play physical. They they look to knock you out. Miami's a finesse team, 
Um, and for them to come back against them after being down, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good game. I thought that was the biggest, that was the biggest win for me. Miami Even was never though, down in the game. Well, they were never down, but they were always on the verge of going down. And Mr. Fields yeah. played the game of his life. No, no. Uh-huh. He can do that. A hundred, well, uh, for a quarterback to do 180 yards, it says two things. One, the quarterback is athletic and can run. Yes. And two, your team sucks. What do you mean my team sucks? How dare you? To to have your quarterback run 180 yards means nothing else is working. He threw three touchdown passes. Yeah. How long? I mean, how many yards did he get altogether? It doesn't matter. He threw three touchdown passes, meaning he didn't try to run it in every time he got down I'm, there. He wasn't I'm Cam tr- Newton. I'm trying to remember. Was it this week or last week? efficiency last week or this week a quarterback threw three touchdown passes mm-hmm. one for one yard one for two yards and one for three yards <laughs> was this in college no this was in the pros okay so you know it, it's great you throw touchdown passes but the reason that you have to run 178 yards you have no o-line you have no receivers you have no tight end well no no no, no. if you can run for 178 yards you have an offensive line. What it let me know is, and I'll, 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 you know this better than me, if everyone's back is turned to you and you're the quarterback, mm-hmm. you need to run. I don't I saw... care if you're as slow as Peyton Manning right now on his couch doing the Manning cast. If everyone's back is turned to you on defense, except for the four guys with three guys rushing you, mm-hmm. you have to at least attempt to try to get eight steps down the field. I saw the Chicago game. Okay. Ah. Most because it was on um, uh, Fox oh, right, or CBS, one of got them. Got it, because the Giants But here's the thing. Yes, yes, yes. He ran for 78 yards. There was mm-hmm. nobody downfield blocking for him. But what I'm saying is he took off for 78 because everybody's back was to him. Everybody yeah, back that's... on the defense went to go cover, and he was like, uh-huh. oh, they're all 10 yards away. And well, then he listen. ran down, made a couple of cuts, and then just took off. I understand you're a BS fan. So no, no, no. I'm fine. saying if everyone's back is turned to you, you should run. But he if your quarterback two very long runs, if your quarterback is running for 180 yards, there's something yeah. wrong with your team. Your quarterback should maybe run for 20 yards and maybe three attempts in a game. I take it you're not a Fran Tarkington fan. Fran Tarkington ran for his life, just like Justin Fields runs for his life, just like Lamar Jackson runs for his life. Okay, mm-hmm. you're running for your life, so therefore, you know, uh, only only people like Cunningham and um, Cam Newton had plays designed for them to run. Because so these does Lamar guys, Jackson. Lamar Jackson not running for life. He's running because he's so quick. He's 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 as good as a running back. That okay. is their offense. Okay, you win. No, no, no. It's not about winning. You 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 think you think that they can't block for him? Um, I think that that. Mr. Fields ran because yeah. he there was no one to pass to mm-hmm. and no one to hand off to. You don't want your quarterback running for 180 yards. Okay? If okay. you've got running backs, your running backs should run combined for 180 yards. And if you had offensive line that could block, they would be blocking for those running backs. You want your quarterback to hand off the ball to the running back who gets who has blocking they can they can get 10 yards a carry or six yards a carry. You want your quarterback to pass. 
Chicago has no one to pass to, no one to run the ball. Mm. That's that, that that's you can't have a quarterback running for 180 this. yards unless you're playing the SEC and you're playing a wishbone <laughs> offense like Oklahoma back in the day. Okay. Okay. I will say this: I did not pick the Chicago Bears to win or to cover that game. All they had to do was lose by four points mm-hmm. or five points, and they did not do that. I could not believe that Chicago kept on scoring. And then when I saw in the fourth quarter that basically they scored at the very beginning with 11 minutes to go, mm-hmm. and then they didn't score again at all, and neither did Miami for the rest of the game. And I'm trying to understand how. You mean they didn't score a touch? Miami scored a touchdown late. No, they didn't get a field goal. They didn't. Miami did not score in the fourth quarter of that game. Had Miami scored in the fourth quarter, I mean, first of all, they covered. Were I would yeah. have covered, but more importantly. Okay. You didn't score for 11 minutes of game time, and you had Tariq Hill, who already had eight catches for 150 yards. And I'm trying to understand, or Jalen Waddle, two receivers, basically he had two guys. Mm-hmm. It's two wide receivers caught for 280 of the 320 yards he threw. As they do every week. This is the second time they went over 100 yards each. Yeah, he's the most unguardable wide receiver in the NFL. Who? Tyreek Hill. Oh, okay. He, well, it's, it's obvious he's the best wide receiver. All I'm saying is that if if and the, the that, fact that Chicago's offense kept up with them amazed me. Well, no, that's a testimony of uh, Miami's defense. That's what it is. Yeah, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. With Tyreek yeah. Hill, Tyreek Hill being the best uh, wide receiver. Yeah, he's un- he's unguardable. He has 1,100 receiving yards mm-hmm. in eight games. Yeah, uh, I mean, and there's no question. Um, I want to see he's unguardable, but I can say he runs great routes. He's fast as hell, and his quarterbacks get him the ball, and he catches the ball. When the ball hits him in the hands, he catches it. When it hits him in the numbers, he catches it. Those are the two worst places for a receiver to get the ball, in the numbers or in the hands. Uh, all right. So, right now, who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Actually, wait. There's one more. There's one more game I want to go over. The how how much do you think the Packers are regretting bringing, bringing Aaron Rodgers back after this nine to fifteen loss? I don't think they were good bringing him back. You have to keep in mind that their their team is awful. Yeah, but they it's, knew that. They knew that when he signed the contract. That's okay. The, the offensive line is has been injured. Yeah. Um, he complains about not having wide receivers, but he throws the ball in back of people. He throws the ball too high for people. He throws the ball in the ground. So I'm not going to blame the receivers. I'm blaming Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think they regret it at all. Also, keep in mind that people come to see the Packers. The Packers are sold out. They've been sold out since I was a little boy. Oh yeah, this is no. It's a business decision. They're not going to lose money. Exactly. So no, I don't think I don't but think they're always they made trying to win. That's the thing. But they're 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 trying not to have to tank to get. I'm better. not. I'm not confident that they that the quarterback in waiting, um, is 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 the guy. I don't even know his name. I got to be honest. I know he's been if there. He, three if years, he was the guy, yes. If he was the guy, he would already um have been playing some. Okay. That's what I think. So I don't think it's a mistake. I think that he and Brady are done 
And it's just a matter of time before somebody decides, hey, these dudes are done. Or let Aaron Rodgers go to some other team. I think Aaron Rodgers' ego is bigger than his game. He talks a lot of crap for a guy with one Super Bowl. Yes, but he's won four NFL MVPs. That's great. That's nice. That's the only reason why they brought him back is because of how and, well they played last year. They went 13-4. And, and, and one Super Bowl. You keep saying it as if winning a Super Bowl is the end-all, be-all. Well, with, with you people, Gen you X, people? Gen Z, Gen Q, Gen R, everything is about how many championships <laughs> have you won. Well, you, okay. know, you know why? Because y'all love to bring up Terry Bradshaw's uh, four Super Bowls and Joe no. Montana's four Super Bowl wins no. as if that makes them the best quarterbacks. We bring up the fact that they always won. Matthew yeah. Stafford has as many Super Bowls as 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 um, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Tom Brady always won too. Doesn't mean that yeah. he's the best quarterback. It meant he was on the best team. He was the best quarterback for his team. Okay, that's all it means. It means Brad, it means Brad Bradshaw was the best quarterback for his team. So do you? It so mean, who was the best quarterback in the seventies when he was playing? Who was actually the best quarterback? Well, I, I have to go through the names. Um, Marina was just as good. Kelly was just as good. Okay, this is um, the eighties, but I got you. You know, uh, Bradshaw was good. Um, was Tomlinson? Starback was just as good. You know what I'm saying? There were some great quarterbacks. I mean, there are quarterbacks who played against him who are also in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And didn't win four Super Bowls. Yeah. He just played on a better team. Well, that's because back then you could stockpile more talent than you can now. There was no salary. You were able to hold on to your players for their whole career. And they had much better defenses than everybody else. Yeah, they really did. They had 20 guys on defense and all of them could play and start. Other teams might have six or seven. They had 15, 20 guys that could start anywhere else and be an all-star. Okay. No, I think okay. that was the difference. And the reason I want to bring up the Packers is because they scored nine points against the worst defense statistically in the league in terms of giving up points. So you they got scored by the Lions. They scored three field goals against yeah. the worst team defensively. Yeah. And all it took was the Lions basically getting a two-point conversion and then another touchdown, and then that was it. There was, that was no, it. Nobody scored in the second half of this game. There you go. I believe One. it was oh, – I'm sorry. No, I take that back. All their points were in the second half, and they were three field goals. It was eight zip at halftime, like it was a, a hockey game. And mm -hmm. then at the end, it was like a baseball, a high-scoring baseball game because the Lions came back and scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter, and then that was it. Yeah. And they missed the extra point. There's one touchdown in the game. Mm. That's how bad it was. Two touchdowns in the game. Rodgers threw one touchdown, three picks. And oh, that's right. Yards. They missed the point after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that back. They scored one touchdown. Well, Green Bay is done. I mean, yeah. everybody who Bears does. Bears brings me joy, so I'm not going to lie. It doesn't bring me joy. I mean, the first well, team I ever watched was Green Bay. I actually had a Green Bay helmet. As a kid. See, you've never cheered against them as a fan because uh, the Bears, their rivalry with them and the Bears and then Rodgers with the whole I own you thing. And But him losing in the playoffs every year is kind of it's kind of what yes. I look forward to. I'm not going to yes. lie. Okay. So those are my Super Bowls. Right I've there. never been a Bears fan. Um, 
I don't know why, but I've I've always been a Green Bay fan, except when they played the Giants. You don't like uh, you don't like rushing offense. That's why you were never it a could be. Peyton guy. Obviously, you were hey, never I had a, I had a, guy. I oh I love Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers was a man, especially in Kansas. Mm. But um, I I was a Sid Luckman fan, and Sid Luckman just about invented the forward pass. Justin Fields is the best quarterback the Bears have had since Sid Luckman, talent-wise. Since when? Since Sid Luckman. Well, we'll see. I don't know. He can you throw see, the he, ball a mile, and he can he, run. He's the best runner. We'll needs, see if he can. He needs just to be able to make better. You know what I'm starting to It's not just physical talent. It's decision-making. Because yes. you know you, you know what it is? This is what I'm going to bring up. Kirk Cousins, back to Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota yes. Vikings. He makes terrible decisions consistently. Okay. He tries to do things outside his physical ability. That's making terrible decisions consistently. Okay. But and could, I say but consistently miss- in big moments, which is why we believe if he plays on Monday Night Football, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings are going to get lit up. And that does usually happen. But Mr. Fields also makes unwise decisions. The and the only thing okay. the only thing that saves him is he can run. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want your okay? Okay, but in the past they would take guys who couldn't run. Okay, and you you have to be a quarterback. You have to be a statue, and just stand there and throw. And if well, you can run and throw, then you're Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but again, Mahomes only runs at the end when he's in trouble. Yeah, that 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 shouldn't be. I gotta be honest. If you if you can't if you can break off a twenty yard run, you should break off a twenty yard run. That's not that's not good football. If it's, not if it's football, planned, you wouldn't do it in college. If it's yeah, well, college is a whole different animal. Um, if you if if you have a quarterback who can get you ten yards on a planned run, yeah, then once in a while you throw that play in. That's what Jack. That's what they do with Jackson. Once in a while they throw that play in. That's not a standard play for them. That's a once in a while play. Mahomes has a once in a while play where he'll run for five yards. When he yeah, breaks off a big one, no look passes too. Yeah, it's when he breaks off a big one, it's because everything is broken down. There's no one to throw to. The tight end is covered, and they're coming in on him, and then he gets away. I will say this: the um, I'm, I know I'm jumping around a lot, but that's how my brain mm-hmm. works, as you know. I, I I hear what you're saying. You are talking to me like someone who clearly watched a lot of NFL football in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. Because... And 90s. Well, I watched a lot of football in the 90s with you, but the point is is that you could hit the quarterback so much harder then. Yeah. Now, now you can only do it as a runner. So they're like, don't run. Don't so, run. No, You're no. going to get hurt. The reason, the reason they invented these new rules for the offense, yeah. they want more scoring, which means your quarterback... It's not working, which means your quarterback can sit back there all day and pass the ball and not worry about getting hit. Well, you can get hit, but it, it it's it's you're not going to get blindsided, taken out like um, Joe Montana, like that huge highlight of Joe Montana in like '88 or '90 mm-hmm. with um, Leonard Marshall just blowing him up. And I'm like, I can't believe he got up and walked off the field after that play. Or Lawrence Lawrence Taylor breaking Theismann's leg. And that, but you see, but. That was a freak accident. That was just a it, regular sack. No, he crunched him. But the bottom line is, yeah, because you know you're not going to get hit. You can you have to design plays to get. That's you can't why lay you on have top five. of the guy and you can't throw him into the ground. 
that's why you have five wide receivers nowadays. Because the quarterback doesn't have to worry about getting hit. They don't need anybody back there to block. Well, the wide receivers can can go over the middle because you can't just take the helmet off. The reason you have five receivers is because your quarterback is safe. Okay. Before the new rules, you had to you had two backs. Okay. You had the so-called, you had initially you had two halfbacks and a fullback. Then you went to an H back and a halfback. And now you just have the quarterback back there most of the time. Because you're sending everybody out on a route because the quarterback is safe. Mm-hmm. And if you have a quarterback that can run if he gets in trouble, he's even safer. Yes or no? Yes, but I will say there's an exception to that. As you pointed out, you're running, if you're running as much as Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, actually Lamar Jackson gets like 100 yards on like eight carries. Lamar if running, Jackson. If you're running more than 10 times a game, mm-hmm. you have a bad offensive line, which means you have a running back in there to pick up the run blitz. Because pass protection, well, no, let me finish. Pass protection is why they want a running back who's 220 to 240, like Ezekiel Elliott, to stay in there. Even mm-hmm. though he's not fast, you can pick up a blitz and linebacker or a safety. So we need but, that. But that's the issue. If you got five guys going out to catch the ball, yes. you can't blitz as much as they used to. But that's the thing. They are blitzing as much as they used to. Some you think so? It's what they call a zero look when they go, we're going to blitz everyone we have, and we're going to play man on the back end. And but most, you most, teams, most teams only blitz two or three times a game. If you see how they play Lamar Jackson, they blitz him more often than anybody else. They even do this with Brady, which is odd, because he I hate, picks it off. Well, the reason that you blitz Brady is because he can't run. And he has no athletic ability. He can't get away from anything. So, therefore, you put pressure on him. That's when he throws the ball away. But I'm watching Lamar Jackson tonight. Yeah. And they blitz him twice. Well, then they have and a the bad, game's almost over. They have a terrible defense coordinator, which is why they're down two touchdowns. Yeah, but see, the problem is you blitz him, you allow him to run. Yes, if but you if I blitz don't blitz Jackson, him. But if I blitz him and run. I catch him, if I blitz him and I catch him, he's stuck behind the line. If I but blitz Brady and he misses, it's a turnover on downs on third down. I hear what you're saying. I got to do something that. because his coverage ain't working. So we got to send more people than they can block and make him make a quick decision. Hopefully it's a bad decision. I got you. And that's what yeah, it but... is. Okay. And apparently that's what the Jets did. And Josh Allen reverted back to rookie and second year Josh, Wyoming Josh Allen. Where he was like, I think I can fit this in there. And the Jets defense was like, no, you cannot. And no, the other and the other reason is they couldn't run the ball. Yes. Now, now if they could run the ball, ball, then maybe Buffalo might have won that game, but they can't they can't run the ball. Do you want to go over your picks that you made? You want to discuss my dad picks. Absolutely. Dad picks. Oops. Hold on. Good. Tulane is still dad picks. All right. In the pros, I picked Tennessee, Houston, and the Jets. The Jets covered, Houston covered, and Tennessee didn't cover. Actually, Tennessee won the game. Tennessee Titans? No, they lost. Yeah, the the Titans. They lost in overtime. No, no, I picked Tennessee in college. I picked two pros and two college. Houston and the Jets, I picked in the pros. And those dad picks won. Both won. They covered. Both won. I picked Oregon and Tennessee in college, 
Oregon won and Tennessee didn't cover. Well, yeah, it. I I'd like to point out that University of Georgia had 15 players leave and go to the draft, and they're still the best team in college football, which is amazing. I thought we're talking about how successful my picks are. I got seventy five. I got seventy five percent. Well, it's a long season. Oh, but I think seventy five percent for the first (laughs) the first week of a dad pick, I think, is pretty good. If anybody followed you and made those bets, they'd be very happy. They'd be very happy. Now, if you'd like some dad picks for the week coming up, I'd be happy to give you some. Oh, let's get into it. Come on, Dad. All right. Um, Tampa is favored by one point. Mm-hmm. I say take Seattle on the road against Tampa. The Seahawks. The Seahawks. Take the Seahawks. You believe Normally, in Gino that much? Well, I think Tampa's really that bad. You know where they're playing? In Tampa. No. Well, yeah, it looks like that. That's the game that that's the last NFL Europe game. They're playing in Germany. Okay. Well, that's Tampa's why the game is at 9 30 in the morning. I'm picking Seattle. All even right. though they've got to travel almost nine almost seven thousand miles to get there. It's a seven hour flight. I think they're playing in Munich. They're playing where? Munich, Germany. Yeah, so it's six hours from Seattle to New York, and it's six hours from Seattle from New York to Munich. Mm-hmm. So that's 12 hours almost. Mm-hmm. That's about six, 7,000 miles. I would normally pick Buffalo, but I, as I understand it, uh, Allen has an elbow issue. Yeah. And so therefore he may not play. Moving forward, I would take Tennessee over Denver and give really? it two points. I'm picking Kansas City over Jacksonville, giving a okay. nine and a half. I'm taking Miami over Cleveland, giving the four. Taking the Giants over Houston, giving the six and a half. Mm. I'm taking Dallas over Green Bay, giving the four and a half. And I'm taking Philly over the Rams, a Philly over Washington, giving a ten and a half. There are so many mediocre games this week. So those are my picks. You have them? I have them. That's okay. a lot of bad football. It's okay. Th- those is, are this... those are those are my picks. Now let me mm. hold this on. Re- I'm sorry. No, I'm just yeah, I'm just focusing on there really is a, there a lot, lot of bad a lot of bad games. Way too much yeah. par- like parody is good, but like there are a lot of three and six and four and five. Like the Falcons and the Panthers is essentially going to be for the lead of the NFC South. And if the Panthers win, the leader of the NFC South, and if the Seahawks win, the leader of the NFC South is going to be four and six, and it's going to be the Buccaneers. If both, if the Falcons and the Bucks both lose, well, I'm I'm just mm-hmm. giving you sure winners. I'm you not seven, winning so about you're telling the me you got seven sure winners. Those are seven sure winners. So if now, I put let's... the seven game parlay in for ten dollars, you know how much that pays. Hey. I'm just not. I'm letting you know it's twelve to one, which means we're gonna get hundred. We're gonna get twelve hundred. No, we're gonna get. It's more than that. It's like twenty five to one. We're gonna get two hundred and fifty bucks. Then you owe me ten dollars. Now you ready for college? (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Take Colorado with the points. The University of Colorado. They're going against USC at USC. Why do you not have faith in the Trojans? I do, but thirty four points is a lot. And Colorado's getting a little better. No, they're not. They lost by 39 points last week at home. I'm suggesting Colorado. Okay. 
These are my picks. Colorado. All right. Uh, Tennessee, 21 points over Missouri. Three touchdowns. Wait, University of Tennessee playing Missouri. Yeah. Uh, all right. I have to write these down. Hold on. Let me let me let me write these down so I can come back next week and um hold on, hold on. There were college games I was gonna ask you about, but I was gonna ask you about the two the, the few ranked teams that are playing each other. Okay. I of say take one. There's, there's two really big games, I would say. But go ahead, sorry. So I, I say take Colorado. You want Colorado? Yes. Um, against USC. I say take Illinois. Illinois against Purdue. Against Purdue. Wait a minute. Illinois, who lost last week, I, I'd like to remind you. Uh-huh. Against Purdue, Purdue. Who lost to Iowa. And Tennessee against Missouri. Take Tennessee. Tennessee has to win by 21 points. Take Tennessee. Tennessee is going to come back with a vengeance and try to wipe people out. Okay. I would what about say Clemson take, against Louisville. Take Clemson. Okay. Uh, Other sure bets. We're looking for sure bets, right? Yeah, sure bets. I'm not looking for you know. I'm not looking for hard money. We're looking for easy money here. I'm taking Oregon over Washington. Ooh, over the Huskies. Over the Huskies. Late night ESPN game, I think. And I know that goes against what all the all the prognosticators are saying. All the prognosticators are saying Washington's going to win. Yeah, they're high on Washington. I don't think Washington wins the game, but I don't think Oregon beats them by what they need to cover. If I was going to bet that game, I would bet Oregon to just win. And I would take UCLA because I always take UCLA. Yeah, that's okay. So those are my those are my um, college bets. A pretty sorry Arizona team, but Arizona. Who did Arizona beat that nobody expected them to beat? Okay, like Stanford. Now, ah, okay. Here are the three games I wanted to ask you about, though. Yep. Okay. Now, you may not think that this is important, but it, it really, really is, especially for mm-hmm. week 11. Um, the two ranked teams that actually, this will decide who wins the SEC West. Alabama okay. is playing Ole Miss. Yeah. Now, I'm not rooting for either of these teams. Alabama 7-2, and two, they will not make the playoffs. Right. Ole Miss is 8-1, and one, they will not make the playoffs. But, well, they could. Ole Miss, if they win the rest of their games they will go to the SEC championship. Okay. And and they're at home against Alabama and they're getting mm-hmm. 12 points. Who and do you I think th- wins this game? Alabama's going to win the game. For sure. He's going to have those kids so psyched up. Even though they, he's going to be telling, listen, we may not get in the championship, but we're not going to lose more than two. We have to show them that we belong here. Okay. His defense let him down last week. Did they though? I thought. Or did so. his offense let him down? Well, I saw the game. I thought the, his defense let him down. All right. I mean, you put up that many. I mean, for college game, you could put up forty. But they what's your next game? What's your next game? TCU nine and zero, and somehow still ranked six and three. Texas Longhorns. 
Yeah, I don't know. Minus seven. TCU was getting seven. TCU was undefeated. And right now, they're number four in the college football playoff standing. So if they went out. Wait they are they four? Title, they're number four in the Big 12. They're number seven in the AP poll. So the AP poll rankings are probably up there. And it says seven. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the they have undefeated team not in the Big Ten or the SEC. And they have and they have Texas as um what you call it? Yeah, they gotta beat Texas though. Yeah. But they have Texas as is favored by seven and a half. Because Texas is at home and they keep winning games they're not supposed to win. But then Texas oh but Texas did literally lose to Oklahoma like forty eight to nothing. It was it was it was the worst Red River shootout I've seen. I think in my whole life since I've been paying attention, which isn't that long. I've only been watching college football heavily for like twelve years, but like this was this was a beat down. I've never seen this kind of beat down in the past decade. Maybe their fans out there, Texas and Oklahoma, will let me know, but they gave them the business. Well, here it is, a dad bet for you folks. I will take TCU against okay. Texas, and I'll take the seven and a half points. Okay. And last, oh, go ahead. Hmm? You're going to say something about TCU. No, 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 because TCU is going to be in the playoffs because they're going to win. You don't think they lose any games? No. All right. They're not known as a power, and this is a school that used to be in Conference USA. It was a while ago, but even still. And the only ranked matchup, this will decide the group of five teams that gets to go mm-hmm. to a big bowl game. UCF at 7-2. and two who was in the highest-scoring modern-era college football game during regulation yeah. ever with 78 yeah. points. Yeah. That was fun to watch. UCF it was going down to Tulane. Tulane is 8-1. This is the best Tulane's been since 1998 and the first time they've had a home-ranked game since 1949. Yeah, I, I had to look that one up. I'm looking for it. Who wins? Tulane is favored by two points against UCF. I, I would have to pick UCF. Really? It's not a dad pick, but I would pick UCF. You know why? Because UCF has been in this situation before. Again, Tulane hasn't been any – the green wave hasn't been good for years and years and years. This is, this is rare. And they, they may not be used to it. Okay. So I'm picking I'm – picking, I would pick UCF. But it's okay. not a dad bet. It's not a guarantee. UCF has a new football head coach. Well, I should say no. This is the second season for Gus Malzahn. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it's not a dad pick. Okay. All right. So and, that's where we are. And, oh, North Carolina's playing Wake Forest. If North Carolina wins this, they win the division, and they're going to the ACC title game. And what's the spread on that? Uh, Wake Forest is favored by three and a half. UNC is eight and one. Wake Forest is six and three. And they're playing. They're playing in Wake Forest. Seven thirty at the smallest college football school in America. That's well, I'm deep. I'm going with um. I'm going. I'm going with North Carolina. UNC. Okay. Yeah. And here's another. Here's another dad pick for you, folks. Mm. Indiana against Ohio State. That's a lot of games. Indiana is getting forty-one and a half points today. Okay. So I can't see I can't see them losing by fifty points. Oh, you think Indiana's gonna cover this? Yes. They're gonna lose by forty or thirty five or thirty. They're not I've gonna seen lose. A team lose by, I've seen a team lose by fifty six in person. They are not gonna lose by fifty points. 
Why not? Because you know it's anything about Indiana football? Because it's a, it's Indiana's trying. Trying it's to do what? Da- to it's, not lose eight games? It's, it's a Yes, it's a dad pick. Okay? We're okay. going to leave that one as a dad pick. Dad picks are guaranteed winners. You're talking to a guy who's 75% on your first podcast. You picked four games. Did. You realize you picked you know how many games you've picked so far? I understand that. If but I'm go, just saying. Like this, you've picked more than 14 games. If you yeah. go 75% this week, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have I'm I'm gonna have two grand. Let me put Indiana down here. You understand that, right? I could take yeah. three dollars, go to the sports book, put in two seven game parlays because you've picked 15 teams. And if well, you get 75 percent of them right, we now, will have two thousand dollars. I'm not necessarily saying that you should parlay them. Um, you know, I'm well, just saying. Okay, if I, I I could put together, I could take four of your pro picks, four of your college picks. Oh wait a minute! And have an eight game parlay. Wait a minute! Like there's, there's one bucks. more. There's one more team I have to pick. I'm sorry. You're, you're getting of out of co- hand. You're getting of course brave. I'm. Of course I'm picking Georgia. All right. Okay. Do you think it's possible Georgia loses? No. Before now, no way, the national title. No way Georgia loses against Mississippi State. No, no, not 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 this week. Between week no. ten and not the after national they beat, championship. Not after, no, not after they beat Clemson. You mean Tennessee? They lost to a different orange. I team mean, not but not after they beat not after they beat Tennessee. So USC is not going to beat them. Oregon's not no. going to come back and beat them. No. Ohio State, Michigan, nobody in the playoffs. No. And no way. It's going to be Tennessee. What? Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. Tennessee, um, I don't know. I I think it's Ohio State's going to be in over Michigan. Really? Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State gets in over Michigan. Um, I think Michigan may lose one more game. I don't know why I think that. I just do. Michigan hasn't lost yet. And? You said one more as if they lost. Oh, they're going to lose a game. Oh, okay. They're going to lose again. I just want to make sure. I was like, did you? All right. Or are you predicting they're going to lose this week to Nebraska? Mm-hmm. Which would be a miracle. No, they're not going to lose to Nebraska. Wow. Hold on. Now, I have to write down my pro picks. Go ahead. I'm going to talk for a little bit. Go ahead. Um. Wow. The big, you know, I got to be honest. I don't, I get why the Big Ten is getting a $70 million contract, but these are some really sorry games. We're gonna for college. Yeah, we're gonna watch a five and four Wisconsin team play a five and four Iowa team, who averages two hundred and sixty yards on offense every week. Then we have one and eight Northwestern going to six and three Minnesota. That should be a bloodbath for Minnesota. Then we have Nebraska, who fired their head coach four games into the season. Oh yeah, I'd like to also mention Northwestern's only win has come in Europe. They haven't won a game in the continental U.S. Uh, and Maryland, Maryland and Penn State is the best game all week, which will be three thirty at Fox. Yeah, but Maryland has been has been a disappointment, haven't they? No, they they won six games. They're bowl eligible. I don't know. I've seen a couple of their games. Maybe the ones I saw the ones where they didn't win. They beat. They lost to Michigan, but like. Let's put it like this. Every team they were expected to beat, they beat. 
it's kind of like Penn State. Penn State can't beat Ohio State and they can't beat Michigan. But they but can beat everybody year, else. So every year they go 10 and 2. And people are like, that's a disappointment. I'm like, you're insane. Mm. Like, what, what do you mean? You, if, if you play 12 games and you can win 10 of them every single season, I'm not saying you should pay your coach $9 million a year like they do, but you're going to fill the stands. People are going to be happy. And eventually, Harbaugh is going to lose, and Ohio State's going to lose. And and who and who's going to get in Penn State? Penn State should be there to take the pieces. I don't know. I don't have any confidence in him as a coach, but we'll see. New Jersey keeps producing good talent, and that's where they get all the talent from is New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania. Until Rutgers get a decent coach who can recruit. Listen, man, no one – you've lived in New York City your entire life. No one cares about Rutgers. No one's ever yeah. – you've never seen anyone wear a Rutgers jersey in New York City. When, when Greg Schiano was coaching Rutgers, he got the recruits and was competing. He's the head he coach was, there right now, and they're yes. four and five, and this is the best they've been since they've joined the Big Ten. He will be back. He He's, will be still in Penn State recruits. Trust so what me. you're telling me is Rutgers is going to go eight and four every year now since they have. I'm saying to you that he's a better recruiter than the guy in Penn State. Than James Franklin. Yes. All right. That's well, what I'm saying. I'm not a big Big Ten football guy because the weather is terrible and that's not really fun to watch. Now let's go back to bets. Um, I do I do very well. I do like 80% when I'm just betting straight up to win. Okay. Against the points. Last week against the points, I only got four right on the on the I know. On the fantasy thing I'm in. Yeah, the pick 'em where I, yeah, I gave you but, the business. But going straight up, I think I got like twelve right. Okay. So, but my bets tonight that I gave you, my dad bets, my guaranteed bets, they're um, they're all money line. They're all straight. They're up. all they're all money line. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it the way you guys do it. They're all money lines. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna take those. I'm gonna put them all money line, and I'm gonna put ten dollars on it, and we'll see what happens. And and then when I kill. Right? I'm going to send you your $10. Send my $10. <laughs> and make sure your two fathead friends check it out. I will. See if they have some opinions for me. So your pick right now to win the national champion is Georgia. No one's stopping them. Yes, no one's stopping Georgia. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because once, once they got past... Michigan. No, once they got past Tennessee... Yeah, that was it. Michigan, Michigan doesn't have the the manpower or defense to compete with with them. Michigan's mean, man. Like Rutgers was beating them seventeen fourteen at halftime, and then the game ended fifty two to seventeen. Because Michigan was like, "Oh, we're going to prove a point." We're they don't have. You know that we're going to beat you. They don't have the manpower to compete. That's just my two cents. Now, yeah, keep in mind, I watch. I watch these guys. Yeah. I know you do. Every week. Yeah, Texas is not good. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. So is that it? What else we got going? That is it. There's there's that is it. Unless there's anything else in particular you want to talk about or want to mention. Oh yes. Let's talk let's go back and talk about celebrations again. (laughs) I saw too many idiots celebrating this week. But today penalty. No, no, here's what happened. 
Okay. Um, the oh God, I wish I could write these things down and 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 give you the um the teams. Um, was it Denver? No, it was it Green? Something? Okay. Green they, Bay. They, they didn't no, it wasn't Green Bay. It was a team where where ten or eleven guys were in the end zone doing the swimming thing on the ground, and the play ah. was called back, and the play was nullified. <laughs> I saw that happen three or four times where guys were celebrating like they'd won the Super Bowl. Their team was losing, mm-hmm. and a penalty, a penalty caused them to have the play, the, the interception or the mm-hmm. whatever, or the sack negated. Mm-hmm. All right? Stop celebrating unless you win. The name of the game is W. I don't want you to take your helmet off and show your ugly hairdo. I don't want you to show your face <laughs> if you're the quarterback because you want a shoe contract. Win the game. Let me root for your team. Cut it out. Cut it out. Football is becoming flag football. You can't test the quarterback. You can't test the wide receivers. The only guy you can beat up on is the tight end. And that's because he's usually the tight end. That's because he's usually twice the size of the D-backs. So they let you beat up on the tight end. They give the offense every break. Nowadays, if the ball crosses the plane, that's a touchdown. The ball has to be in the end zone with your body for it to be a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Not the plane. There's no there's no goal line extended where you can hold the ball or put the ball around the pylon and that's a touchdown. That's flag football. Let's get it together, people. If you're going to go to flag football in 10 years with pads, then let's do that. Otherwise, win the game and stop the stupid celebrations. They're trying to make it safer for the players. So this They're, leads to less they, head injuries. They don't care about the players. Trust me. All right? I'm positive. As long as they're making money, they don't care about the players. Hmm. All they care about is making that dollar bill. If they cared about the players, they would really make it better. They would make develop better helmets. You see these these wide receivers? Mm-hmm. They don't wear pads anymore. The pads are so thin, yeah. it's ridiculous. No, no. They actually, you know, you know what's interesting about that? They passed a rule, I want to say like three or four years ago about where they made them, they enforced it to make guys wear thigh and knee pads on their legs because guys so weren't thin. doing it because they believed it made them faster. And I was like, this so, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And but they have to be a so, certain thickness. But yes, no, guys but, can wear the thinnest pads possible on their body, on their legs. But they're so thin. Because everybody wants to be able to be as fast as possible. Yeah, but if you cared about them, you would make them wear pads so they wouldn't kill themselves. That's all I'm suggesting. Hmm. Okay? I hear. So I that's hear. the last thing I want to say on the matter. All right. Baltimore won 27-13. I called that. So there we go. So the only there game you that go. lost me this week was Chicago Bears with my third lock of the week. Every other lock and, I had won. Every and you got one. And you got a winner. And ladies and ladies and gentlemen, that's our recap show for Uptown Parlay featuring Ace Iberg. We like to say good night and have a good week. And if you follow those dad picks, you'll be a rich man by next Sunday night. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I'm seeing iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, um, Radio FM, wherever you get all your podcasts. We are there. Please listen, like, subscribe, and test out our theories. 
because I will be testing them out. So if we go 75% again, I want you to cash with us. Enjoy. <laughs>